Welcome back to the Mike and Andrew Show. I'm Andrew Serwick here with Mike Meredith. Mike, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing good. Good to hear, man. Uh, got this is gonna be a kind of a quicker show today. We don't have a whole lot, obviously. No, not a lot of uh, college football games. Just one, and we'll talk about that shortly. So. Uh, this is going to be a quicker episode, but let's get right into it anyways. Uh, the NFL starting tonight. That actually game just kicked off uh, about a couple minutes ago now. Um, we have the Steelers and the Patriots facing off. And, um, yeah, uh, you got the Steelers. They're favored by a nice um, five points here. Uh, they're coming off a pretty bad loss. Um that said, New England, terrible. Um, I, I I think, you know, Mac Jones is obviously gone after this year. Um, Bill Belichick's probably gone after this year as well, man. I, I think if, if you're Mac Jones, you want out as well. Um, everyone in, in that town hates you, so it's, it's just a matter of time anyways. Um, Steelers have a better team overall. Um, you know, they, they, they can – they they have the you know opportunity to win this game. Granted, they've lost to some bad teams, but I just think the Patriots are one of the worst teams that they'll play this year. So I'm, I gotta go with the Steelers in this one. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the Steelers too. I mean, it's crazy though. Uh, looking at the reports for the over under of this game, it's the lowest over under total set in like 30 years. Of the NFL, like these two teams are awful the Steelers and the Patriots both cannot put up at all any points I'm gonna roll with the Steelers though the Patriots have uh, been holding teams to like no points but they can't win any games so I'm definitely rolling with the Steelers here yeah the, the Patriots defense has actually been pretty good as of late it's just they cannot score any points um, you know, Mac Jones obviously is terrible, but he also has no one to throw to, which is a big problem as well. Uh, so Sunday, the Bears will be hosting the Lions. Uh, Detroit's a three-and-a-half-point favorite in this game. Um, I highlighted this on Tuesday. Jared Goff outside, it's a thing, and it's a bad thing. Um, he Statistically, he's very inaccurate when he's outside. Um, he doesn't play very well. He's very good indoors, but get him outside and he's not so good um the weather's gonna be crap uh i believe there's supposed to be snow so i think there's gonna be a lot of running in this game on both sides uh detroit super banged up team especially defensively Aline mcneil is out for the next four weeks and he's a huge huge uh help on the run defense um I think this is going to be a really close game. It's going to be very low scoring. I think I got, I'm going to take the Lions here. I don't think they get to that three and a half, though. Yeah, I think it's going to be tough. You know, Chicago is going to be out for revenge after that uh, game last time we played each other. It was a battle. Detroit had to come back on that one. And, uh, you know, Chicago here. With Justin Fields, definitely going to be tough. But um, I think the Lions are going to win this one. I agree. I think it's going to be like really close again, which shouldn't be. They should blow out the Bears by a lot more. But I feel like the Bears have gotten better since uh, we've last faced them. And then, you know, they had their bye week. So they're kind of fresh. So uh, we'll have to see. 
Yeah, that's the other thing. You know, Chicago's obviously coming off a bye week. Um, you know, they're very well rested now. Lions, like I said, they are banged up on both sides of the ball. No Frank Ragnow, which hurts the run game up the middle. Um, it's going to be tough for Detroit. I think they have a chance still, but, man, I would not be shocked to see Chicago actually win this game uh, just because just the Lions are so beat up and the weather outside is going to be terrible. But, uh, yeah. Uh, the Falcons will be hosting the Buccaneers. Atlanta, a two-and-a-half-point favorite in this game. Um, unironically, you know, the, the Falcons are on top of their division somehow. Um and, and the Bucks just keep finding ways to lose games. Um, I'm going to roll with the, with the Falcons here. I, I think they have a slightly better team. I know defensively they have a much better team. Offensively, not so much. I, I think you have to lean towards the Bucks on in terms of offense. But both these teams' offensive struggling. Atlanta obviously struggling all year to put up points. Tampa Bay currently hasn't been able to score a whole lot and like I said just finding ways to lose games it is going to be close I think it will be kind of low scoring game uh, but I, I am going to take the Falcons here yeah it's going to be a real low scoring affair uh, um, I don't really trust either of these teams but for some reason I feel like Tampa's going to be the better of these two teams this week I feel like uh, Tampa uh, even though they both are struggling right now, um, Atlanta's got the uh, division lead, and Tampa is going to uh, spoil that a little bit and come up with the big upset win here. Uh, I'm going to go with Tampa. You, you know what happens if Tampa wins this game? Mm. Every single team in that division will have a losing record. <laughs> Every single team yeah. will have a losing record. Because right now, a- Atlanta's 6-6. Six and six. Everyone else is either five and seven, or you're the Panthers and you're trash. So, yeah, if if Tampa wins this game, you're gonna see a division with everyone under five hundred uh, records. It's that's that's insane, and I, I I have a feeling we're gonna see again, you know, another sub five hundred team, you know, be that uh, win that division. Uh, yeah. The, 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 the Bengals host the Colts. Uh, the Bengals are a one-and-a-half-point favorite over since, or over Indianapolis, excuse me. Um, you know, I, I, I think, look, the, the Bengals don't ha- have really anything offensively now. Um, defensively, they've been, you know, on and off defensively. But uh, Indianapolis, man, they have been really, really good. Uh, really all year, they've been a pretty damn good team. So I'm going to roll with the Colts here. I, I think if if Gardner Minshew has a game like he did last week, they can win a lot of their what's left on their schedule. I think they could get you know another two or three wins. I think Cincinnati could be one of those. So I'm going to roll with the Colts here. I, I just don't see how Cincinnati can, can really rally, especially because Indianapolis' defense is really, really good. Yeah, this is going to be another tough test for the Bengals. You know, they won last week, but honestly, Trevor Lawrence doesn't go out. Do they take that game to OT? I'm not sure. And, uh, you know, Jake Bryan definitely had a great game. I mean, he he stepped up for sure last week. But the Colts just are finding ways to win. I think it's going to be an ugly game. I don't think it's going to be 
too flashy. I think the Colts uh, pull off a a tight win here. Yeah, no, I I don't think this is gonna be you know a blowout by Indianapolis by any means. I just I just think you know Colts are gonna come in probably win it out by a field goal, maybe a touchdown at the very most. But yeah. Uh, the Browns will be hosting the Jaguars. The Browns, a three-point favorite in this game. Um, you know, Joe Flacco, he's he's going to be starting for the Browns, obviously. Uh, Jacksonville, no Trevor Lawrence now. Uh, who, who do they have as quarterback now? Um, that's, a, that's, a, that's an interesting question. Um, let's see. Who is at their quarterback position now? Um, looks like CJ Beathard. Don't know who the fuck that is. Who the fuck is that guy? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Who the fuck is that guy? Because, yeah, no, look. Jacksonville, I, it's their division to lose now. It really is. Uh, you know, they don't have Trevor Lawrence. It sucks. I think they can pull off the win here. I don't think Joe Flacco can put up another performance like that. I think that was just one of those, you know, out of nowhere, you have a really good game. Kind of like Josh Dobbs with his first game in Minnesota. Really blew up and then kind of was shit after that. So, um, I think I'm going to roll with the Jags here. This is going to be a really close game, I think. I think they have a chance. Their run game is going to have to really carry them, though, in this game because, obviously, you don't have Trevor Lawrence. So uh, the defense is going to have to really step up, and the running uh, offense has to really step up. This game, man, I don't trust either of these teams with uh, the, you know, Flacco is like a third-string quarterback, and then, yeah, whoever that guy is on uh, the, the Jaguars, I mean – He's got no reps this year, for sure. And I think I'm going to have to go with the Browns just because I think their defense is going to stand tall uh, compared to Jacksonville in this one. I mean, I could easily see Jacksonville winning this. But I'm going to go with the Browns just because the Browns have proven to me this year that they can win uh, even when their offense has been non-existent. Yeah, look, I, I think if you're you're Jacksonville, if you're Travis Etienne, you have to step up and you have to go. But uh, just uh, so CJ Beathard, who the fuck is that guy? Um, he he's played he's he's thrown uh 14 balls this year uh for a total of 77 yards. So yeah, he's he's 12 for 14 though. He's got an 85% completion percentage though. Um, so that that's not terrible, but um. Yeah, no, look, it's going to be a close game. I do think the the, the Browns' defense, as you know, half-assed as they've been from, from the start of the season as of late, they could keep them at least in it. Uh, the Jets will be hosting the Texans. Uh, Houston, a three-and-a-half-point favorite in this game. I think Texas, I think Houston's going to blow the doors off the Jets. I mean, the Jets' defense still really, really good, but... You know, no offense. Zach Wilson's going to be starting again. Uh, Tim Boyle obviously was not the answer. Um, but, uh, yeah, no. C.J. Stroud is the best rookie quarterback that I've seen in a very long time. Um, he he's I think he's really breaking that OSU curse, at least for himself. Maybe not the next few OSU quarterbacks. But uh, we'll see when we get there. However... 
Uh, but yeah, I, I'm gonna take Houston in this game. Uh, you know, hit, uh, like I said, CJ Stroud's made really good. Um, Nico Collins has been, you know, right there with him all year long. Um, I gotta go with the Texans here. Another defense can, you know, do enough as well, especially against the Jets' offense. That's just terrible. It's just, I, I think this this offense matches up pretty well with this defense. So I think there's gonna be a pretty nice uh, blowout for you. Uh, Houston. Yeah, I like Houston, man. Uh, I think that they could jump into that division lead here pretty soon over uh, Jacksonville, and uh, they win this week and Jacksonville loses. That would be big for them. Yeah, it, it would be big for them. You know, they, they'd take the division, or at least be tied for the division lead. Uh, both teams would be 8-5 and five if Houston won and Jacksonville lost, so um. Yeah. Uh. Looking good so far for the Texans, though. The Ravens will be hosting the Rams. Baltimore, a seven and a half point favorite in this game. Um. This is gonna be a blowout. It's Baltimore at home. They're one of the best teams in football right now. LA's defense is terrible. Their offense at times can be really good. Sometimes not. That said, Baltimore's defense is also really good. And like I said. They're the they're one of if not the best team in football right now, um, and they blow everyone out at home. Good teams and bad teams, and LA's kind of a mid team, so they're gonna get blown out bad here by Baltimore. Yeah, this is uh, Baltimore like thrives in this type of game. I feel like um, I'm definitely gonna go with Baltimore here. Yeah, just um, in, insane. Uh, just how good the Ravens are. Uh, the Saints will be hosting the Panthers. New Orleans, a four-and-a-half-point favorite over the Panthers. Um, both these teams are under 500. Saints are are 5-7. and seven. Panthers are 1-11. Uh, Saints win this game, and Atlanta uh, loses, and Tampa wins. We have Yeah, we'll have a, a, a three-way tie for the lead in this division, actually, now that I realize that. Uh, all teams, all, all three teams, will be six and seven, and then the Panthers would be one and twelve. But uh, look, the Saints have been a lot better than I expected them this year. Um, but uh, and the Panthers, like I said, they have the Keebler Elf as uh, as quarterback. I got to roll with the Saints here. They have a much better team. They have they actually have weapons offen- offensively outside of the quarterback position. Um, their defense, not that great, but neither Carolina's. So I, I have to roll with the Saints in this one. They're just a much better team overall. Yeah, honestly. Um, the Saints, even though they, uh, they've they struggled at points this year, they're very inconsistent. They are just so much better than Carolina. Carolina is probably going to finish 1-16. in 16. I was gonna say one in fifteen because that's the year they uh, they got number one pick and got Cam Newton, but uh, I forgot there's an extra game added now, so it's probably gonna be like one in sixteen. They're just awful. Absolutely awful, man. One of the worst teams I've seen in a very long time. Uh, the Raiders will be hosting the Vikings. Minnesota, a three point favorite in this game over Vegas. Um, look. 
the Raiders are so ass. They they have no quarterback. They have no offensive weapons. The only weapon of any sort the Raiders have is Max Crosby. Um, the Vikings are not a good team, but I have to go here with Minnesota. Uh, they have a better team. They at least have some competence at you know the quarterback position. Justin Jefferson's back, so that helps a ton offensively. Uh, so yeah, I got to go with the uh, Vikings here. Yeah, I wish that I could go against the Vikings here, but um, I definitely trust them a lot more than the Raiders. The Raiders are just a dumpster fire. The Vikings, while they've choked recently some some games, which has been nice to see, they uh, they should win this one. Yeah, they, they should definitely uh, win this game, no problem. The Niners host the Seahawks. San Francisco, a 10.5-point favorite in this game. Um, look, the Niners have been playing extremely, extremely well. Uh, the last uh, last few weeks, really since the trade deadline, they've been incredible. Uh, the addition of Chase Young on the defense has been mind-blowingly great for them. Uh, they're getting a lot more pressures now on every single quarterback, so that's obviously a really good thing for them. Uh, the Seahawks on the other end, man, I mean, the offense has been good at times. The defense has let them down a ton. Um but I got to roll with the Niners here. I think this is going to be a closer game than that 10.5. But that said, uh, I, I, I just feel like the, the Niners will win this by probably a touchdown. Yeah, I think so too. I think that uh, the Niners, man, they are the best team in football right now. And I do think Seattle, though, is you know no slouch. And you know to be favored by 10 points, that's crazy. Um but I think it's warranted with how the uh, 49ers have been playing recently. They've been dominating teams, but um, we'll have to see how they uh, they fare. It's going to be a you know big one for the division because I, I think the 49ers pretty much have this division wrapped up, but Seattle, man, they're still fighting for a wild card uh, spot, and they haven't been playing that great recently, so another loss really hurts their chances. Yeah, that's the thing is they are still fighting for a wild card spot. And they have a chance, but, man, a, a loss here would be devastating. But I just don't see them beating the Niners. Uh, the Chiefs hosting the Bills. Kansas City a one-and-a-half-point favorite in this game. Um, look, both these offenses have not been good this year, especially Kansas City in particular, just not being able to catch a cold, let alone a football. Um, the Chiefs' defense has been really good. The Bills, yeah, they've been kind of hit and miss every week on both sides of the ball. It's just like, you know, one week you'll have the defense really good and the offense be shit. Then the next week you'll have the complete opposite where the offense is really good and the defense is shit. So it's just, they're, they're so, it's just very confusing what Buffalo's been doing really all year. Uh, I, I'm going to roll with the Chiefs here. I think this, this is going to be a really close game. Kansas City could probably cover that one and a half here. Uh, it probably comes down to a last-second field goal, if anything. But uh, yeah, I, I, I just see—I I don't see how Buffalo is going to win this game, let alone make the playoffs at this point. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be uh, a tough one, man, for sure. Uh, I, I got to go 
I gotta go with you here on on this one as well. The Chargers host the Broncos. The Chargers are actually a two and a half point favorite in this game. Um, look, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's Broncos country. Let's ride. Um, at, look, at the end of the day, the the Broncos have been playing really, really good until they lost last week, where they played like shit. I I feel like they could bounce back from that. Uh, the Chargers. You know, Brandon Staley's a moron, so yeah, I I, I gotta go with the Broncos here. Yeah, I mean, the Broncos have been uh, really good, even though they've lost. Uh, they're still good, and the Chargers won six nothing. It's like they still suck. Yeah, they they just yeah yeah just terrible. The Cowboys host the Eagles. Dallas, a three and a half point favorite as of right now. Um, that's Sunday night football, big, big game. I think Dallas is going to win this game. I, I really do. I, I, I think that loss last week broke the Eagles and it's going to continue this week and we'll have a three-way tie for first place in the NFC between the Lions, the San Francisco 49ers and the Eagles. Oh, and the Cowboys. So a four-way tie. <laughs> Man, um... I I want I don't know. I really don't like either of these fan bases. They're both pretty toxic. Oh, both bo- both these fan bases need to get launched to the fucking moon, dude. They're fucking horrible. Yeah, Dallas and Philly fans are the worst of like anyone, man. So I don't know, man. I mean, do I trust Dallas, man? I never thought I'd be saying that recently because they always choke the big games, man. They choked the big one earlier against the 49ers. Um, they choked against oh, the Eagles earlier this year. Yeah. I uh, I think I still got to roll with Philadelphia, sadly. I think I uh, – you know, if Dallas wins this one, though, if they legit win this game, uh, they're going to be for sure taken serious the rest of the season and as, like, real legit threats to win the Super Bowl. If they win against Philadelphia. Yeah, no, if if they win against Philadelphia, and they very well could. I mean, their offense has been really good. Their defense has been really good all year. It's just a matter of containing a hurt Jalen Hurts. And they played Jalen Hurts while he was healthy. So, you know, if, if you know Dallas can just keep themselves in this game, man, and not find a way to lose, we, we'll have a four-way tie in the NFC. That'd be insane. This late into the season. Uh, Monday night. This is our toilet bowl of the week here. We have the Giants hosting the Packers. Um, well, actually, we have two Monday night games. So, um, But, yeah, the Gi- first one, the Giants will be hosting the Packers. Green Bay, a six-and-a-half point favorite in this game. Um, the Packers have been playing really well as of late. Obviously, we know the Giants are fucking dog shit. Um, so yeah, I, I I have to rule with the Packers here. Jordan Love has continued to improve, and and the Giants just yeah, they're they're the Giants. The, there's nothing more to say about them. Uh, I think the Packers win, and they probably cover that six and a half. Yeah, they probably do. I mean, Giants teams in shambles. Packers are playing well. Um. I think this will be a nice, easy win for the Packers. 
Yeah, nice, easy, easy win, just like the other Monday night game for the home team where Miami is hosting the Titans. Uh, Miami, a 13-point favorite in this game. Uh, Look, it's Miami at home. They're the best home team in the league. Tennessee's dog shit. Tyreek Hill's the best player in football. Tua loves throwing the ball to him. It's going to be a nice blowout. I don't know if they could get to that 70 again like they did against Denver, but uh, yeah, man, got to roll Dolphins here, and they probably cover as well, that 13. Man, let's see them get to 70 again. No, I don't think they'll get that far, but they should put up a good amount of points against this Titans team. I mean, other than up front, I mean, I think the Titans have a solid uh, front seven, but once you get to that secondary, it's – it falls apart. So yeah, Ty- Tyreek's gonna Tyreek's smoke gonna everyone on that. Yeah, yeah. It, that their secondary's so bad. The front seven can get pressure, but man, that 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 secondary's so bad. So, yeah. So yeah, that's gonna wrap up your NFL games for this week. So Mike, I got a little treat for you, and well, the everyone that listens. So we're gonna do something. We're you know, coming towards the end of the, of the uh, NFL season. And we're going to take a look at a few teams, few coaches who may or may not get fired. And you're going to tell me, you know, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to list out a coach to you. You're going to tell me if they're going to be, you know, gone after this year, possibly gone, or you think they're going to be safe. So mm-hmm. we're gonna go through here. I got I got uh I got seven coaches here. So let's get into it. First one I have is Matt Eberflus in Chicago. Um, look, things just have not been going his way so far, and I don't know, man. Just can can he? Does he have another chance next year, or do you think he's gone after this year? Man, so this one's tough. I feel like it's like. I'm giving it like a 50-50 chance. I know a lot of people are like, you know, I, Chicago fans have probably had, wanted him gone since he first got there. I mean, he's not really doing anything. But then again, his team really hasn't been giving him much help, you know, with the talent that they have. But, you know, if Jim Harbaugh becomes available and he's interested in Chicago, you know, he played in Chicago, then, you know, Iberfus is for sure gone. But if not... I could see them maybe giving him one more year, especially with them getting two picks in the top five, potentially giving him some extra talent to work with. Maybe they turn something around, but yeah, I think he's like, he's on the hot seat, but again, I think it's like 50, 50 that he, uh, he gets fired. Yeah, no, I, I think that's fair. I, I think, you know, he has a chance obviously to get fired, but they might give him one more year. You know, especially with having two high first-round picks this year, maybe he can turn something around next year. But that's also going to have to depend on what the GM does for Chicago. So there's a lot to consider. Uh, Second coach here, uh, Bill Belichick, New England. Is he gone next year? I think he is. This is so tough, man, because, I mean, he's one of those coaches, it's like, Greg Popovich in the NBA, it's like, even though the Spurs suck right now, it's like, there's no chance they fire Popovich, and it's kind of the same for New England right now. It's like, is there any chance that Belichick gets fired? 
I don't know, man. This is tough because I mean the Patriots are bad, but I don't I don't know, man. I don't see Belichick getting fired, but I could see him outright just leaving, like just saying like screw this team and like I'm retiring. I I, I think they're not gonna. I, I think they're gonna just you know let him walk after this year. I think if they really wanted to, I think they would have fired him this year. Well, if they could have, they would have already fired him. But he's just so he he's gonna be seventy two by the time next season starts, man. I I just don't know how much more he's got left. I think if they just you know fire him, it's just gonna be the end of his career, anyways. I mean, he's so old. I I think he is gone after this year. He's not doing anything, you know, spectacular coaching wise. So I I just have to. Say, like, I, I think he's gone, man. I really do. Uh, next on the list, we have Brandon Staley of the Chargers. I think no. he's going to – I think for sure he's gone after this year. I mean, Brandon Staley should be, like, fucking thrown in prison for the uh, – for robbing the Chargers of uh, good football these last few years, man. He has just been awful, like. Ever since he first started there, he's been trash, and I don't know how he's still st- stuck along this this long. Like, like I said, they should have fired him two years ago when he choked that game against the Raiders to get into the playoffs, and then they let him stay. They get to the playoffs this last year, and they blow a what was it twenty seven point lead against the yeah Jaguars. something something stupid yeah. Yeah, and that that didn't warrant firing him. Like defensive-minded head coach, by the way, mind you. Yeah, and I think the Chargers probably finished right around five hundred this year, maybe even a little under. And I think that you know they're going to miss the playoffs again. Probably finish third in that division. Um, I think Denver's, you know, Denver jumped them, and they're they're going to jump them uh, remaining for the rest of the season. Brandon Staley. Take your ass home because your ass does not belong on an NFL team. Yeah, no, absolutely. Maybe be a defensive coordinator somewhere, but that that's about it. Uh, the other L.A. team, uh, the team that they shared the building with, uh, Sean McVay for the Rams. Is he gone after this year? I'm going to say no. I think that Sean McVay is still beloved as one of the top coaches, even though the Rams aren't doing good. McVay is definitely still looked upon, I feel like, as one of those, you know, he's still a younger guy, and he's done a lot of good things. He won that Super Bowl with the Rams. It's kind of like with Belichick's, man. The F-them-pick Super Bowl. Hmm? Uh, The the F-them-pick Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, but, um, I mean, he's, he's proven that he can be... He's worthy to be a good coach. It's not like uh, Eberflus or Staley, who's been on the team and done jack shit. You know, uh, McVay's actually seen some results, even though they're struggling right now. I don't think he's going to get fired. Yeah, no, look, I, I think this one's 50-50, man. I, I know they, that, that team wants to win. Their owner wants to win. And when you're not getting results, man, he's not afraid to fire you. And and right now, McVeigh hasn't gotten results over the last two years now, so it's it's kind of just like, you know, there's there's not a lot he, he can do. But yeah, just yeah, I think that's fifty fifty. Uh, 
to New York we go. The Giants, Brian Dayball, is he gone after this year? Man, this is tough because he hasn't looked too good this year. And it's crazy because did he win Coach of the Year last year? I believe he did, yeah. I'll have to, let he me look into that. The, he was either, either he won it or he was one of the few candidates for it because he took a – I mean, that's so crazy about the Giants because last year they, they overachieved, and this year they're just – come back down to earth and they look awful yeah so he, he he was coach of the year last year yeah so this is like gonna be like the Dwayne Casey situation NBA where wins coach of the year and he still gets fired <laughs> um I mean this year for sure isn't gonna win coach of the year but uh you know last year to this year just the difference is insane again another one where I could see it happening but are they going to pull the trigger, man? I mean, who besides Harbaugh? What other big name coach? Because you got to have another coach in mind that is going to uh, catch your eye here. Um, you know, there's been rumors of, uh, you know, Ben Johnson from the Lions, possibly. Yeah, I was just going to say Ben Johnson's, you know, a huge uh, name they, out there. Are they finally going to give Eric Bieniemy a chance? You know, they he's been rumored to be a coach for a lot a while now, and he. Uh, he still hasn't been given his chance, so do they have someone in mind? I mean, if the Giants have someone in mind, I, I could see them getting rid of Dable, but if there's really no big name that's coming up, I don't see any reason to fire him. Again, I think it's a 50-50 chance. Yeah, no, I, I think this is a 50-50 chance. I think it more leans towards he's probably going to stay another year at the very least. Um, you know, he's, he's a good quarterback. It's uh, Not a quarterback. He's a good coach. It's just... He's got no one to work with. He's got offensive lineman blocking John Cena. Um, he's got Danny DeVito at quarterback or whatever the fuck. He's, he's, he's basically coaching the cast of the Jersey Shore at this point. I mean, it's it's fucking it's – a, it's a clown car. But I, I just I, – I think he's safe, but I, I don't know, man. There, there's, there's, I've heard some things that he's that he could be, could be on the hot seat, but – I don't, I don't know how much is in there, but yeah. Um, coming down to these last two, uh, we have Mike Vrabel of uh, Tennessee. Uh, another one that uh, I feel like he's pretty beloved by the uh, by the fans, and you know the players like him. He's a very outspoken coach, um, but again, he's someone who he's not getting results. Um. I could see him being fired, man. I, I think it's, uh, I think another one, it's right on the border, um, but another one he's really liked, which is why I think that they might not fire him because that's the, the worst in uh, football or basketball or any sport where the fan base turns on you, man. There's no coming back uh, from that. So uh, I don't think the Titans have completely turned on Vrabel yet, but, you know, if he is not producing uh, what they can be in, you know, making the playoffs, uh, then they might uh, might give him the boot. I, I think he might be gone. I mean, look, he's he's gotten worse. The record's gotten worse each year for Tennessee now, and, and now they're not going to make the playoffs at all. And it's just it, – it's – I know the fan base still really likes him, but man, when you're not getting results in this league, you're gonna get, uh, you know, 
tossed to the curb, man. I, I think it's just a matter of time. If it's not this year, it's certainly next year if they don't improve at all or even get worse. Um, and then lastly, we have Sean McDermott in Buffalo. Now, before you say anything, I'm just going to just give you my piece real quick. Look, I, I think it's run its course for Sean McDermott there. I really, really do. Uh, you know, they've continually, you've, they've continuously gotten worse each year he's been there. Um, you know, the offense has not looked good the last year now. Maybe a little bit into la- starting to towards the end of last year, the offense doesn't look good. The defense is starting to fade as well. I, I think it's just ran its course. I, I think Buffalo just needs a new coach just to, you know, see what what can happen with a new coach, new set of staff, fresh eyes on the situation, and get Buffalo back to where they could be or should be with this roster. Yeah, honestly, uh, with this one, I think that McDermott should go. But I have seen people on talk shows be like, they're not going to fire McDermott. And it's like, I mean, that's a team that actually needs a change because, like, a lot of these other coaches we talked about, you know, they're in pretty bad situations right now where their team is just, I mean, you can only do so much as a coach, but um, this team, man, they have talent. They have one of the best quarterbacks and wide receivers, and they have uh, potential all over the field, and McDermott is not seeing uh, the results that he can be. You know, they haven't had that big playoff moment. They've They've struggled against Kansas City and Cincinnati in the playoffs, and even this year they're they're losing uh, close big games again. So I think it is time to uh, move on from Sean McDermott. Yeah, I, I absolutely. I, I think you know, like I said, they've gotten worse every single year. Uh, the last you know three years now, the record's gotten worse. The playoffs have not looked good at all. It, it's just it's just a matter of time for him. Um, like I said, with variable, I, I think it's if it's not this year, it's certainly next year. But I, I think, you know, Buffalo, they have the roster to, to do it. But, man, just the coaching has not been it this year. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that wraps up that NFL coaching blitz. So, we're going to get into, real quickly, the Army versus Navy game. It's only college football game this weekend. So, nothing really to uh, to note. Obviously, um, we'll, we'll start. Pre- we'll actually preview bowl games starting on uh, on Tuesday's episode next week, just because I believe there are some Thursday games or even a Wednesday game next week. So we'll definitely have to get into that. But anyways, it'll be Navy as the home team and Army as the away team in this game. Army a three point favorite in this game. Um, I look, Army and Navy both this year have not been good at all. Uh, they're both coming into this game five and six. Um, I, I I think Army has a slight edge. Navy's tried to do this whole you know start using passing a lot more, which goes against really both these schools. Uh, it, it's always been you know throw five passes a game combined uh, against each other, and then you, and then you know you have nine thousand rushing uh, attempts between the teams, but. Uh, I, I think Army has a slighter edge. I think the running game is a lot better. They have a really good run defense this year, too. So I, I think Army could win this game over Navy. Yeah, I mean, 
I have to pick Army here, man. I mean, shout out Tim, man. Uh, you know, if he heard us, us pick a Navy, man, would not be good. You know, can't go against the Army. Uh, so I'm definitely picking Army here. Yeah, no, look, I, I, I think this could be a very good game. Um, but this could also be a terrible, terrible game as well, just because, I mean, it's always, like, it's always a fun game to watch, just because the rivalry between the two branches in this game especially is just really insane. It's one of the best college football games to watch, um, in my opinion, just because of the atmosphere of the game, but, uh, yeah, I, I got to roll with Army. Shout out to our friend Tim. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that's well, the only college football we got to talk about. So now we're going to get into that uh, NBA in-season tournament. We have one of our finalists. Uh, the Pacers just beat the Bucks, So we're just waiting to see if it's going to be, uh, uh, fuck, the Lakers or, um, the the, or the Pelicans. Yeah, uh, this is, um, you know, we have been really harsh on the in-season tournament all year. And I do think it is justified, but there's also some things that I've kind of changed my mind on, uh, especially not uh, this game, but especially the last game that was played between the Pacers and the Celtics. It felt like a playoff game, man. Just the atmosphere and the way that they kind of did it. The uh, the players were getting hype. The crowd was really into it. And that's one thing that I do like is that, you know, these regular season games now are starting to feel more like uh, playoff games and, Having that hype atmosphere uh, is really great, um, and um, there's a lot to unpack and how this can evolve moving forward. Here, the uh, first, you know, championship here, the first in-season tournament champions. Uh, I was hearing that you know this is going to start being. Uh, made in cases for players uh, when comparing players in the future. Like, well, this player's got five championships and three uh, in-season tournament championships. And it's like, that's going to be like that second measure of uh, uh, rewarding uh, like players moving forward here. So uh, the Pacers, I think it's going to be the Pacers and the Lakers. Um, it's going to be a... Uh, interesting to see and also one of the reasons that uh, this is actually I think a little bit more hyped up is uh, the Pacers players in the game were going crazy and there was uh, something that I read that was saying that uh, their salary for their bench players um, is definitely one of the lower ones in the league they're not getting paid as much Uh, you know some of these role players are getting paid like under a million um, a year and you know, still a lot of money, but compared to uh, the rest of the NBA, they're at the bottom. And each player in this tournament gets 500000 So, I mean, that's a lot for some of these uh, role players who aren't getting a lot of playing time. That extra five hundred k, man. Yeah, no, it, it's it's nice for, for all those, you know, bench warmers and, and the role players. Um, you know, the, guy, the guys that you never see on the court ever. It, it's, it, it's nice for them. Um you know, but uh, to me, I, I just—it's such a gimmick. The in-season tournament. I, I know they're trying to generate interest during the regular season, but I, I don't think 
this is the way to do it. I really don't. I don't like it. I, I just, it's, it's not, it doesn't seem genuine to me. And I like, it, it's like you go back to now, like how you said, uh, you know, people are going to say, you know, they're going to use this as, as a step, you know, to comparing players, but you, you start using that as a step to start comparing players. You, you're, you're going to have to stop trying to compare them to, to guys who were playing, you know, before, this in-season tournament was a thing, so it's 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 kind of just to me just it's a gimmick, obviously for one, it's a big marketing gimmick. They're trying to generate interest in the regular season, but I just to me, I I, I could you could do away with it for me, man. I, like the, the NHL talked about doing it because they just had a board of governors meeting yesterday. Um, there's a lot to unpack there, but we'll unpack that in a different episode. But um, uh, they 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 discussed something about it or having one, but it doesn't seem like it's gonna get a lot of traction there. But it, it, just to me, man, I just I don't like this. But we we do have, you know, at least you know for what we have now. But uh, the the Pacers have looked good throughout it, and I I'll admit, yeah, the the Celtics Pacers game did feel like a you know championship atmosphere, playoff atmosphere. Um, but just to me, man, I just don't see the point to this at all, really. Yeah, I mean, there really isn't much of a point. Like I said, uh, I, I saw another report of people talking to him. It was like the Lakers with LeBron. It was like LeBron right now would take a one-game uh, one series lead in the playoff uh, series over this in-season tournament. Like, it's to come playoff times. It's not going to really matter in the grand scheme of things. Um, but like I said, I feel like there is some good to it. It's, it's definitely going to be one that is going to take a little bit to get used to, especially cause it's the first season they're doing it. Um, I mean, Maybe, because I do think that if it really starts getting negative uh, attention over the next few years, that they could just can the idea altogether, because that's what they're doing now for the All-Star game. What they did for the All-Star game was, so it used to always be East versus West, and then they changed it to uh, the teams uh, having captains, and then the captains drafting the team, and people like that. And then now that's starting to kind of fade away, and people kind of want the traditional East versus West back again. So they're they're talking about bringing East versus West back again, and doing away with uh, having captains and vo- and all star voting to uh, have these players pick the teams. So I could see it being reverted if the um, if it doesn't really receive that well of uh, traction with the, at least within the next five years. Yeah, no, I, I think that's a possibility. I, I would like to see it East versus West again in that because that would be how it should be for basically all sports. And I mean, that's how it is for every other sport. I mean, why, why not have it the NBA? Uh, I, I just think the captain's thing is stupid. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. I know they're trying to, you know, do different things, but at the end of the day, just the. Stick with the classic stuff, man, because a lot of these ideas aren't that aren't as great as they think they are. But uh, yeah, so that's gonna do it for us. Um, we'll be back Tuesday with 
uh, reviews of the NFL. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna mix in some NHL and some NBA. Uh, we'll discuss the the rest of the NBA in season tournament once that's since it's gonna be over by Tuesday. Um, we'll, we'll have a bit to talk about. Uh, we'll probably talk about that board of governors meeting that happened yesterday uh, in the NHL and all what we could see in the future for the NFL or not the NFL the NHL. Um, including some uh, potential NHL players being back in the Olympics talk, but uh, we'll get into that more on Tuesday. So anyways, guys, uh, rate, review, subscribe, help us out. You know you know the deal. Um, let us know what you want to hear more of, and uh, thank you guys so much for listening, and we will see you guys on Tuesday.